Hey, welcome to the In Between Podcast, a place where I, Ayik, and friends unpack our experiences as Africans in the diaspora, figuring out our faith, love, finances, and everything in between the now and the next. Hello, beautiful people. How you doing today? You all right? You okay? Happy New Year. The first conversation of 2023. How did 2022 end for you? What was the vibe? What were you feeling? I know 2022 was up and down for some people. Some people had incredible years. Some people had their highest highs and their lowest lows. I personally feel like I lived like at least seven lives all in one year. <laughs> there's, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking there's very few things I did not do. Like comparing January 1st, 2022 to December 31st, 2022 a lot went on, but I thank God for everything. I, it, it was, it was a great year. It was a great year. And I know that 2023 is going to be even more great, even more incredible. We're going from glory to glory. That's our story that rhymed. And it's funny that I'm rhyming because I have a slight rant before we get into our discussion today. People that rhyme by the names of Odogu, he's, he also goes by Burna Boy. <laughs> He was supposed to have a concert in Nigeria, in Lagos. I think it was yesterday or two days ago. By the time you guys listen to this, it would be um, last week to you, if that makes sense. He came in at like 3.30, 3.30 a.m. People were waiting for like five hours. People went home. This is not the first time he's done it. Um, it seems like when our African artists, I'm talking about Nigerian artists, I don't know how Ghanaian artists are because, hey, I mean, I don't know details, right? <laughs> but when our big, our heavy hitters, with the exception of Tiwa, from my understanding, I know, I think it was two years ago, in 2019, Simi had a concert and she came out pretty late, but generally, um, our bigger artists, when they come back to Africa, they start acting funny, they start misbehaving. What are you doing unless you're doing cocaine? And even if you're doing cocaine, how does it, how long does it take you to do cocaine that you have people waiting for five or six hours? I didn't say that he does cocaine, but I'm saying even if you're doing something as serious and like focus, you know, something that needs as much focus as drugs or whatever, right? Even if you're reading the Bible, even if you're praying, you agreed to come at a certain time, people came, even if they came late or whatever the case may be, they still came and they're waiting four and five hours for you. When he was at O2 in Madison Square Garden, would he try that? Absolutely not. He wouldn't. Why? Because it's Obodoyibo. There are people who are not Africans. There are people who are not like him, who are um, waiting. And I have to get specific about the not like him. Like, yes, he's black, but... The way that we treat ourselves like Africans, there's a difference, okay? I'm going to get into what I'm trying to say with that. Wizkid is supposed to be performing in Ghana. He did not show up. Now wrote one epistle on his Instagram, but remained in Ghana. Guys, he remained in Ghana. He went to some popular chicken shop. I've forgotten the name. He was chilling, vibing, doing his thing in Ghana after not showing up. It's the audacity. It's the absolute absolute audacity for me so while that is going on and it's like this is disgusting there are people who are actually siding with his mindset let me pull up the tweet that i saw i think this person um let me not say what i want to say there's no nice way to say what i want to say 
but this individual tweets, the problem is that Burner Boy can afford not to do a contract in Lagos. He earns way more when he performs abroad. He actually does Niger concerts out of love and loyalty. So you guys will have to live with him coming late and all that. Goats of performances. Okay. Who made it so? Okay, God made it possible, right? But who did God give people like Burner Boy and, and his caliber? The um, exposure he needed to go global. Who was listening to him first? If you're in my age group and you're from my demographic, Nigerian, West African, even South African, who was listening to him in our uni days, right? Right. Okay. But it's out of love and loyalty. So if it's love and loyalty, you can't even respect people. The concert was not for free. Was it for free? No. He wasn't doing volunteer concert or charity, charity concert. People pay their hard-earned money to see him. So um, it's that concept of see finish, as we like to call it, just taking for granted, taking people for granted, that I find very disturbing. Um, and it kind of shows that even with the knowledge and like the changes that we're making, there's still that inherent obsession with being um, embraced by people that are not your own. We have this obsession with globalization and it's like, oh, I'm here, y'all good okay y'all got it it's not gonna work like it's just it's just not going to work it reminds me <laughs> oh my gosh this thing is stressful as you can hear in my voice i'm very very disturbed it does not make any sense and it's wrong it is so wrong and um i'm looking forward to the day when i interview burner boy i will use i will use more decorum but i'll still ask guy my g okay odogu as you call yourself what's up with that it does not make sense. I think also we have to kind of put some fire under them, right? I'm not saying, you know, actually I am saying if everyone left the concert, who would he perform to? He might not even care, but his ego might have been crushed. Like, hey, so these people didn't show for me. And maybe that's what they need. Sometimes they need an ego. What's the opposite of an ego boost, an ego retractor, whatever. Sometimes that's what they need. It's an insult. It's an absolute insult. And we have to do better much better in holding them accountable, much better in unlearning our self-hatred and like internalized anti-blackness that we hold. Um, and we have to look at how we seek validation. Um, we can't justify this obsession with Western validation. We have to, gotta reel it in, gotta reel it in. If we want this culture to remain ours, I know people from other cultures, um, like other black cultures who are like, oh, well, I mean, if um if Afrobeats, you know, is is like embraced by everyone, is that a bad thing? Who remembers the Oscars? Was it twenty twenty? A white a group of white people won the won the um the Grammys in the reggae category. Okay. Okay, yeah. Was, okay, 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 okay. All right. Okay. Okay, I rest my case. But this actually just reminded me of when I used to work on the radio in Lagos. Some artists, um, not just artists, well-known um, celebrities would ask us, they would expect us to give them the questions, what we're going to ask before they come on the show. But some of these same artists will go to an international radio station or an international show and start oversharing, like sharing more than they need to. I don't want to go into too much detail because 
I, you know, this person, I don't know what, what that verbal diarrhea was about, but this individual, like, <laughs> shared so much. But people in their category will ask us and expect us, Nigerian people in the Nigerian media, to give them the questions in advance, or West African media, to give them the questions in advance. But they be answering questions that nobody asks when they go and talk to who they perceive as better. There's something weird about that, and it affects every area of our life. I was talking to my friend over the like two or three days ago, sometime last week, Sha. And I was like, there are some cultures in Nigeria and other West African cultures that, yes, the children at least understand the language, even if they can't speak it. Some of them have told me that their parents will not respond to them if they do not speak in their language, right? Because that's how they're trying to teach them the language. Some people say in their house, they have to speak the language. But for some of us, um, should I go there? Igbo people, you find out that the person is Igbo, <laughs> they will still be speaking English. Their children don't understand Igbo. Their children don't speak it because, oh, they're educated. Um, one of my friends, she's from Western, she's from Edo State. She said her dad told them growing up straight up, no, what he, what did he call it? No colloquial in the house. In other words, no pigeon, none of their native language. So now as adults, they go to their hometown and everybody's on on her and her siblings neck like how how do you not know the language and it's like well it wasn't allowed in the house but these same people when a white person who was making a brand on social media from speaking the language from eating the food it's this big thing oh my brother my brother you don't even embrace your actual brother give it a rest give it a rest rest in the name of jesus zukwanike in jesus name that's what I would say. We have to do better with that. We just have to do better. We have to do better. I don't know what else to say. I'm quite disturbed. Now I'm tempted to do an X, an X um, topic, or it was not X, um, in my uh, unpopular opinion episode like I did last year, because this right here is a problem. Anyway, let's get to why we're here. Today I want to talk about friends. <laughs> Adult friendships are interesting. Adult friendships are very, very interesting. Um, I'm sure as you're listening to this, you're thinking about a few of your friends now like, oh, I haven't spoken to that person. Oh, wait, is that person my friend? Adult, adult friendships are interesting. I've learned a lot about friendships over the last year specifically. And you know, I think I said this before. I said it at the end of 2021. That everything I was supposed to learn in the year, I feel like it was a crash course in December. But this year was a little spaced out. A little spaced out. So like the last six months of the year, everything I should have learned at the beginning, I learned to then. But to be fair, I'm sure there are things I was supposed to be learning the first half of the year, right? Anyway, anyway. Friendships was a big, big one. Um, I've learned specifically about categories of friends. Um, there are friends who you have for certain things. The expectation that one friend is supposed to be everything is the ideal situation, right? There's nothing wrong with wanting that, but there are just some friends that are not built for it. 
you have some friends that lack emotional intelligence, that lack maturity, and talking about heavy stuff might be too much for them. You have the friends that they only want to talk about heavy stuff. Babe, let's go dance. Let's go have fun. Wait, but you know the socioeconomic capacity, you, you know what I mean. You have those friends. It's a blessing to have the friends that you can have kind of the all-in-one, which I'm blessed to say that I have a few. But it took me having to force certain friends to be certain ways, <laughs> to be everything to realize, babe, they can always be everything. Now, it's your choice to decide, I want a friend that can be everything because I am everything, you know? I expect what I give kind of thing. Or you can say, let me just manage a person like that. One thing I've learned... Okay, that was the first thing. I, I, I'll keep saying this one thing I've learned. Another thing I've learned is um, there are friends you avoid. There are friends that are more so acquaintances. You know, you greet them every once in a while. You catch up every once in a while, if you even catch up at all. It's all love, but it's like, yeah, no. No, 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 let's just Let's just keep it on a high and by basis. The other friends that I've learned to avoid are the ones who have not grown. Or have not taken the steps to grow. And the reason why I say, you know, there's a thing of, oh, well, we're supposed to pull them along. We're supposed to pull them along. Fair. But if you're surrounded by people who are taking the steps, right? And that friend or those few friends are the outliers, they're going to pull you back. I have some friends that when I'm around them, I feel like I'm, one, cannot like be my full self, be who I am now because... I'm who they remember me as like there's a they put a pause button and so I feel myself I feel myself like subconsciously having to circle back or go back to that place and that doesn't make these people good or bad but it's just like I'm at a different place now I'm at a different level now and um those kinds of friends they're wonderful incredible beautiful people but it's like if I want to move forward how much time should I be spending with them Another group of friends to avoid are, are friends who are making bad choices. You know those friends who they, <clears throat> you know that you like the gist. You won't, I, you, I, I won't pretend that I don't like the gist, yeah, but if you're always, every time we meet up, every time we talk, it's one drama story or another. This guy, I blocked him. He now wrote this. He did this. Oh, this babe. She did this, this, this. Friends that have the drama, that make bad choices, it's entertaining until you're the person that they they're constantly calling number one and it's entertaining until like you you're advising them the same advice they refuse to take it yes i know that um people have to experience things in order to make decisions but if this is their pattern okay if this is their pattern i mean hey we all love the drama but if it's consistent drama i mean you have to free yourself other friends to avoid, which I've I've learned, and this has been like the most challenging one for whatever reason, are the ones that you have trauma bonds with. You know, talk about your childhood trauma. Your first conversation as friends may have even been about your childhood childhood trauma or whatever the case may be. Trauma bond friends, it's like, it's a cycle. It's like people doing drugs together, right? When people do drugs together, you're like, oh, that's my friend. But you're, you're doing hard drugs together. How is that beneficial? It's not. And you're keeping yourself in the cycle. So those are what I've those are the groups of friends that I've learned to avoid. Also, to be honest, friends that guilt you. I'm not saying that we should not make time for the people around us, but if it's not reciprocal and they're always like, Oh, I don't hear from you. This is this. Mutu, I didn't hear from you. What is this? 
when's the last time they greeted me when's the last time you checked in on me you don't even know what i'm going through there's just this assumption if they're constantly guilting you about not communicating them communicating with them where they're not communicating with you or they're guilting you about something you've done or something you've said after you've apologized you gotta let them go because a person like me i'm gonna be thinking about it like dang am i the devil incarnates because I made this mistake or I did this thing or because I didn't hit them up. There's no room for that. Like if they're not willing to show grace and you two are unwilling to show grace to them, make some room, make some room, make some room. I, I state all these friends to avoid because these are the types of friends that I've had. Um, and some of them, you know, still, again, because it's, it's all love. It's like, hey, how are you? We talk on social media. That's the extent of it. But it's a lot and then they're the friends that hold you accountable these are now that I've, I've gone through the worst of them these are the friends that you know you you, sh you need to have in your life you need accountability partners not people that are trying to run your life where people are going to hold you accountable wait but you said you stopped this thing go wait but you said that you do this thing what's up with that hey how far with this oh I have a friend who does this 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 accountability partners they don't even have to be your accountability partners they should hold you accountable when you do wrong can do you have people that can correct you in love one major red flag that i have about friends and someone that i'm dating is is there one person in their life that can hold them accountable if they have no one holding them accountable avoid them you can, those, those are the kind of people you cannot talk to they, they don't hear a word and the problems will be on you so do you have friends that hold you accountable that ah, babe nobody so like this is not how to do things like maybe you should do it this way but they're going to spill that tea because they want you to be better a lot of us have grown up in environments where um criticism is our personal attacks they are judgment like you make a mistake that is your destiny down the drain right so when you have your experience with someone holding you accountable it is hard it is painful um accountability Accountability partners, accountability friends, friends for spiritual growth. Do you have friends you can pray with? Do you have a friend you can pray for? You, you to the friend will pray for you. Very, very, very important. Hey, I was reading this Bible verse and I was thinking about you. Hey, let me send you this Bible verse. Now, spiritual friends are a hard one, especially when you meet them at church. In my experience, it's been different. I've The friends that I've met at church, even when I was in Nigeria, it's, it works, right? But it's challenging because sometimes we feel like there's this certain image that we have to pre present to them, right? And they feel that same way too. And you may start comparing yourself like, oh, I'm not as holy as her or, or as him or whatever the case may be. No, I'm talking about true spiritual friends. There's no judgment, but it's like, hey, this is what God says. Consider this. You can have conversations about the word. You can have conversations about life. You can both come to each other like, hey, I need a prayer partner. You need friends, you know, spiritual friends. That that Jonathan and David type friendship. Do I know if Jonathan and David pray for each other? I didn't. I, I mean, I have to look back, but I don't think it was documented. But we can assume because of how because of how close they were, that they were um, great friends, right? Great friends spiritually. You need a plug. 
your friend that's a plug oh i know this person who knows that person who knows this person they introduce you to new people they introduce you to new opportunities right you can be that friend as well or i said plug like your destiny helpers right and vice versa you need those kinds of friends you also need the friends that you can be vulnerable with hey i can't go out this weekend because i'm in red though i don't have anything right now you can't do that with every single one of your friends because even some even if they say oh that's okay they may be judging you or they may remind you I've heard of people say they've borrowed money from friends or certain friends and the friend will bring it up in front of their other group of friends, their group of friends, right? I know some people who have, like, these people know everybody, but when they're in a bind, they can't tell even those people that they post on social media are their besties because they're like, oh, I don't trust them. They might spill my tea. You need people that you can be, you need friends that you can be vulnerable with and they can be vulnerable with you. If you're in a situation where you feel like you cannot be vulnerable with a friend or they cannot be vulnerable with you, don't feel bad. Just make room for the friend that you can achieve that with, right? It's a blessing, like I said, if you can get this all in one person, but that's fine if you have to get it from different people because there's a possibility that the people who have the need, that need may not get everything they need in you too. You need your turn up friends, right? Hey, let's go to dinner. Let's do this. Let's go out. Oh, there's this event going on. Let's go. They get you out of the house, especially if you're an ambivert or an introvert or your homebody. I Me, mean, I like to stay in my house, but I have some friends that are like, oh, well, let's go out this weekend. Let's go out this weekend. Sometimes it's draining. It's like, oh my God, I just want to stay at home. But it's like, these are the friends that help you, help open you up to new help open you up to new experiences you need exposure sometimes we think that oh it's just going to school i have six degrees i have exposure no you need to know about what's going on in life you need to know about what's going on what um other cultures about other cultures about music about all of these things then these friends right here iconic the friends you can travel with like go on trips with sometimes they're your siblings i think that i i can travel with my sister we travel um, a lot together, but it can be a friend as well. Someone that you travel with, which I would kind of tie into the turn up friend or the going out friend. Um, yeah, those are the categories of friends that I think are ideal for the stage that a lot of us are in. I think a big one, the two big ones, two big, big ones are the friends that hold you accountable and the spiritual, you know, your spiritual friends, very important. I just have a strong sense that a lot of us are going to another level and you don't have time for people to be constantly telling you that you're right when you're wrong. And you also don't have time to not take God seriously. I said this on Instagram a few days ago, like the level you're going, you need God and God sends good counsel. So must have, must have, must have. You also need friends that you can do business with, do projects with. They're the friends that like, okay, we're besties right now. Okay, let's put on our colleague's hat, right? They're, I know, it's, it's a hit or miss. But when you find that friend that you can do both with, it's a blessing. It's a blessing, an absolute blessing. I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing, um, sometimes to a fault. <laughs> I'm working on a project with one of my friends, my good friends. And sometimes I'll be going to her, she's like, ah. Military lady, like iron lady, what's this? Like, pipe down, you're doing too much. 
So, you know, find a good balance <laughs> with that. Um, and take into account the possibility that these people who fit the, this ca these categories may, be, um, may play those roles in this season and play another role in the next season, or they may move on, you know? you might have to say goodbye to them the the desire is to have lifelong friends i mean you know how friendships were in elementary school and stuff you're like oh we're gonna be best friends forever um it's okay it's okay if it doesn't work out does it hurt yes i was talking to one of my friends about friendship breakups Ooh, friendship breakups hurt more than breakups like um what's it romantic breakups to me they're more painful because it's like how why what happened even though you know what happened but it still hurts um but i guess that's just the reality of life right and you're just making room for other friends other people who who fit other roles you know that's all i've got guys thank you so much for listening as always we are back to bi-weekly you want to know why because as you're listening to this i already have started school I'm not even going to rant about school right now because I'm blessed to be there, right? But yes, thank you so much for listening, guys. I will talk to you in two weeks, like I just said. Bye for now. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Stay well, stay beautiful, stay you in between now and when we meet again. Bye for now.